Welcome to another episode of Mick and Ori's Classic Cars. I'm Mick. And I'm Ori. Ori, the story I've got to tell you, two or three weeks ago, yeah. my brother-in-law rang me up. He says, look, I've got to clear out a garage out of a, a property. And you thought, here we go, I've got to go and do some and, uh, dismantling. He, he said, look, come over there, I've got some magazines. I said, no worries, but I double booked myself. That <laughs> As was you always d- do. That was the day of the track day that we went with uh, the oh. BM. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, my wife and uh, young son picked up all these magazines. But did you know what magazines they were? Although I knew they were car magazines. Oh, okay. And he was going to throw them out. Yeah. You know, because he's got so many and he had to make space. Yeah, yeah. And he didn't have room at his place. And I thought, no, no, don't throw them out. I want to have a look first. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so, and and this is back, I mean, he stopped probably collecting these magazines probably 10, 15 years ago, I'd say. So he's a mad Um, car enthusiast. He is a mad car enthusiast and mainly uh, mainly Alpha. He loves his Alphas. And also the design teams because he's an architect. So, you know, Bertone, Pinafarina, but he loves Bertone and he loves all the Alphas. So a lot of magazines on the Alpha 105 step nose and Alpha Sud because he had an Alpha Sud. Yeah, yeah. You know, so fantastic. But he sketches mag- too. He draws. He draws as well. So he, and when I say he draws, he's um, it's pretty he's good. very good. <laughs> yeah, uh, but so what did you send your wife down in the Ute? Because uh, yeah. there must be forty boxes here of well, magazines. I, I think they took the uh, Marcos X trail. So, <laughs> but it was good, and they laid them out in the table where. I should normally have my my GT4, but anyway. Yeah. And now I've gone through sorting them, and you saw them I, saw them today. I saw you. Mick, it's a step back in time. I love. I, I've kept a heap of magazines also, and my wife is also. When move these magazines, move these magazines. I ended up moving them into my comic book room. Let's say that room there, and there are magazines from years ago. And I always think, what am I going to do with these? But it was great today to just flick through some. And, and just reminisce and say, well, look, I've read that one. I remember that one. And I've got some of my own in other spots, which yeah. now I'm going to try and amalgamate them and, and sort them and, and keep them somewhere. Theresa doesn't want it in the house, of yeah. course. But it's it's truly a step back in time. You it know, is. You're stepping back into that. You know, the, the one we're going to look at today is, is truly it, a capsule of time. That What has changed? But the magazine itself, what's in there, the advertising that was allowed back then, you know, for cigarette companies. It just still blows me away. And it's amazing that this this magazine we're talking about, it's actually a road and track magazine from yep. the US, is still going now. Yeah, yeah still going today. But why, we picked the 1989 version, or, you know, July 1989. Why? Because it's got the world's best cars. Yeah, so someone... So we said, Mick, what were well, the world's best cars in 89? And it's interesting that... In the world's best cars, they only selected about five or six. Yeah, correct. You know, which was, you know, I thought maybe you'd pick about 20 of them or whatever. So without opening the magazine, we tried to guess yeah. what the world's best cars were in well, 1989. Number one, we thought there's got to be a Ferrari in there. And I think we're right. Yeah. In 89, you look at, okay, it's got to be a car that was done about that era. And yeah. the iconic car there was the Testarossa. Yep. So the Ferrari Testarossa. In other cars, I wasn't really sure. I mean, I didn't know what to think. What do you think with, uh, say, an American car? Yeah, yeah, I didn't even think. Well, not knowing that the magazine was an American magazine, right, without us doing a little bit of research, I actually didn't know. I, I thought automatically Porsche, Ferrari, Lamborghini. That's what I thought in my head, right, in 89. But. Mate, we're pleasantly surprised. We'll go through it. Yeah, and really, I thought there'd be a, a couple of Australian muscle cars because I thought the magazine was, was an Australian correct. magazine. Correct. But I love that you open the magazine and the first thing, double page, ad, double page, Marlboro. 
Yeah. Marlboro cigarettes, yeah. right? You couldn't do that today. You could, certainly could. And then back then, the Formula yeah. One was sponsored by absolutely uh, yeah. all the uh, all the sponsorship for all the um, races were all by big cigarette and alcohol companies. You know, that's right. They don't dominated. do that anymore, which that's is right. I think is a good thing anyway. Well, all the Grand Prix cars all had you know both both on their cars, iconic. But then I like the ads, Mick. The, the ads. ads and the yeah. sayings they have in the ads, like yeah. they got the convertible BMW. BMW. That's the E30 series. <laughs> What's the ad say? It, along with the sun, moon, and stars, you get a car worth driving. And two people overlooking, a, you know, the, a, the, the moon, the moon having a kiss <laughs> in the convertible, standing up. <laughs> Well, I'm not sure so they're in the is, convertible standing up. Well, but it's so 80s. Yeah. They are. They're standing up in the back seat, mate. But mind you, that is a classic look on those BMs. We, we should that take a photo series. of this and put it. we'll put it on our Instagram or in our uh, show to show. Just that's all 80s. That is so 80s. And we're going to do, do a podcast and YouTube video on one of these because – yeah. The the Morris guy, our yeah, my yeah. Your Don. Your Don's got yeah. one of these, and he loves it. He loves it, absolutely loves it. Yeah, hopefully Don's not listening because it is a hairdresser's car. It's well, he is. No a hairdresser. disrespect to hairdressers. <laughs> oh, he is a hairdresser. Hair and loss. Talking and- to, hey, wait a sec. Talking about hairdressing, yeah. they've got an ad there showing the bold spot of of a yeah. bloke, which uh, this product. Faultine. Oh well, I've never heard of that no. one, but so anyway, not it's around. not around anymore. But but a lot of the things are still around. Hey, look at it. So only in a Jeep, Jeep Eagle. Right, so they're the little Jeeps. King of the Hill, $8,995. And that's the US dollars, no doubt. Yeah, but still cheap. Oh, uh, cheap back uh, then and might have been expensive. 89 But they're still producing those, yep, a similar sort Jeep, of car. Little Jeep Cherokees, an ad for Infinity. Which is the Nissan luxury brand. But it doesn't show the car. No, because it's above that. <laughs> it just shows the hills in a tree. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Actually, there's no car at all with no, that. There's no car at all. Armour all, mate. Every yeah. car magazine and a brand that's still around today. And that's still around, that's right. So for, in, you know, polishing interiors and stuff like that, that's which we've that's been, Which we've since been told not to touch your leather interior. Well, so they reckon, yeah, you know. let it natural. Yeah. And then the double page ads and subscription mail outs for, for, for CDs. CDs. Well, what's that? Yeah, exactly. Who uses yeah. a compact So the youngsters anymore? won't know what a CD nah, is. exactly right. And now you just download Mind it. Mind you, in saying that, they haven't got the CDs anymore, the youngsters, but they're going back to the vinyls, though. But, yeah, remember those, the cars can't, yeah, they are going back to the vinyls, 100%, but cars used to come out with the CD, well, the tape, obviously, that was huge. Well, no, it was the A-track first. The A-track first, and then the cassette. Then the cassette, then the CDs. Yes. And then you had the cars that had the CD with the GPS on the CD. So you had two slots. With so the GPS my, on the yeah, CD? Yeah, so my, my, grand, uh, my grandfather bought the brand new Fairlane, four Fairlane years ago, and in the glove box was a CD where the GPS CD had to go, right? But it didn't have the GPS screen. So what, you just listen to you it? You just listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of it that. It was phenomenal. And then you had the CD for the CD player. But now cars don't even come out with that because no. it's all Apple Play. Well, you've got, yeah, Apple and Android, you've got Spotify, so you don't need any of that. Dunlop. Um, Dunlop, well, they're still, uh, still around, of course, all and going car, strong. All the tyre manufacturers. Now, this, is it legal? The radar detectors. Well, yeah, well, we won't talk whether it's legal or not because we've got well, no are idea. You, are you allowed to have a radar detector in your I, car? I suspect you're not. No, you know, I would so thought, no, no. Even back then, you know, you used to hide them behind grills and stuff like that. But here in the US, maybe in the US, it is legal. Well, it could be, you know. Being and, a US magazine, you know, why radar makes mistakes, how to protect yourself. So this is to prove that when you get pulled over, 
with a gun or to say, hang on, I've got a radar here, I was doing X. The way to protect yourself is probably not to speed. That, that could be a good way too, also. More CD ads, I love that. Valvoline, Mick, right? synonymous to the old Valvoline commercials. And what about the BBS rims? I, let me the Simmons you. and BBS? I remember everyone that was doing up a car. Back Everyone then in the 80s. Then, if you had BBSs, you were like, you're taking your restoration or your modification to another level. Yeah. Well, the, G, the GT4 I bought had these. Had BBSs. They had, they had them on there. The only original rim was in the, um, in the front, the spare. The spare. <laughs> so all good there. Pirelli Mick, obviously iconic. Photo with a Lamborghini in that ad. Now, I said to this, the stereo systems, the upgrade on stereo systems that cars did back then. Everyone upgraded them. Look, I remember upgrading my cars back then, always upgraded the stereo system. Bigger speakers, all that. I don't know why. Yeah, it's subwoofers and all these equalisers and bloody had things going everywhere. But do you think people still do that? Well, I think they do. I think they still do um, because you'll get them modifying, they'll put the big woofer in the boot, you know. So some extreme people do actually do still do it. But I don't think they do it on a new car. Well, the new car's now got Android Auto and you can order them. So maybe not, Ori, but it's still a big industry from what I believe. This one was at Kmart. I'm not sure if I'd go to Kmart to get mine. Well, I'm not sure they're still doing it. Yeah, exactly right. But all great. STP, Mick. And then, you know, more cigarette ads from Paul Mall to JPS, Benson Hedges, Dunhill, Michelin Tyres, and then we get to the five best, world's best cars. And this this was surprising to me because, I don't know, as I said, I didn't really think about exactly which ones, but we thought there'd be an Italian one. Yep. So what have we got, Ori? So we've got the – we know there's a Porsche Carrera 4 there. You see the Testarossa engine – a little backlights of the ZR1 on the Corvette. Yeah, the Corvette, which is now looks like the SF90. The Mercedes-Benz 300E. Yeah, so that the... must have been something back then. And then I can't tell that backlight of that. Well, that's there. the – well, we have the – call it the Mazda MX-5. Five. Five. Over there in Japan or in America, it's the Miata. Okay, so that's what it is. So we turn the page and there we go. The first one, of course, is Testarossa. the Testarossa. So would you agree, in 1989, Mick, how old were you then? Well, not how old were you. You were a young lad. You were still an enthusiast. You didn't have a Ferrari. No, I didn't have a Had a Fiat. Had a Fiat. Okay. <laughs> had a so Fiat when that came five. out, we all were in awe of Oh, yeah. Car. And also it was in the movies. It was with Miami Vice. So it was out there, that one. And so. it was it really, it really looked good. And that would have been the same era as the Contash. Yeah, I would correct, say. correct. Cannonball run. Yeah, but I think it, a lot of people complained about, well, I say a lot of people complain, you know, when you have reviews about the contest, you can't see, you've got to stand yeah. up, open the door to go reverse and things like that. Uh, but the Testarossa was out there and that went for a long time. Okay, so 30 years later, Mick, from when this got released, roughly 30 years, maybe a few more, 32, we get to drive it. We get to you drive it, that's drive right. It. So what did it... What, having driven one of the world's best cars in, in 1989. Yeah. Hey, look. Would you say it was one of the world? Now, I want you to try and put yourself back to 89. Well, maybe we mind. can make that decision after we look at what the other yeah, few but we were. Have, you've driven one. I've driven one. I, I was a passenger in one. I didn't get to drive this one. Paul drove me, but it, look, brilliant, brilliant. I was, and I, I think this is what's important when you drive some of these old classics and, you know, make an opinion of how good it is or not. You really do have to drive a good one. Yeah. If yeah. you drive one that the suspension's not quite right, the bushes are a bit worn, the, the yep. accelerator's sticky, it's it's coughing and spluttering because it's not tuned properly, it's not a fair 
judgment on the Agreed. car. And you don't know, I mean. Well, we do. We in don't, this case here, we knew it was no, a decent one. we knew because we knew the provenance of the car. We knew who looks after the car, the maintenance of the cars. And same as when we drove the Dino, the 246, we had, we had the technician with us who looks after the cars. Correct. Right? And still he was saying he needed to do this, do that. But if in general when you see someone's car, you don't actually know. You don't know. You and, don't know. And there's a good chance, unless they are really enthusiasts and look after it, yeah. that it needs a few things and it won't drive like… Like oh, you think it should drive. Yeah. That's the very first time you've driven one, yeah? That was the first time I'd driven a Tesla. It would be nice if we there's some of these cars that we had driven back in the 80s to now. And I they mean, would have been brand new then, of course. That's right. Or, you know, and, and mind you, the good thing about when we drove the um, Testarossa, we drove it for a fair distance and through yeah. the hills, through straights, so it was a good drive. The Dino 246, unfortunately, when I say unfortunately, I would have loved to drive it for another hour and likewise yourself. Yeah. You drive it for half an hour, you're just getting used to it and you've got to get out of the car. Yeah. 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 So it's like a track day, you get three laps and then as you know, and you have to go home. Well, I'll tell you, it's my first memory with this car, was when uh, it was a parade. It must have been a Ferrari drive day, one of those drive days. But O'Connell Street, Mick, they had them all parked. There was a, I was 15 years old. So that's the first time I saw one of these in 89, parked in Adelaide. And it, I just remember how wide it was from behind. It, it would have been a beast. It, it, you know, it, as a young kid looking at that for car. For me, it looked like it was two lane wide. You know, it's just huge. And huge. look, the back of the car, I reckon that is, you know, you're driving behind that car. Yeah. The width of that thing. It, and the, the scary thing is, or the daunting thing, I suppose, is the front is actually yeah. narrower than the back. Yeah. yeah. It's a wedge. It's a true wedge. Yeah. In both directions. Yeah, exactly. All right. Now, this one here, well, the Mazda MX-5 is what I thought it was. Yeah, what well, is an MX-5? Miata. Yeah. So that's the name they use. I mean, in South Australia, or sorry, Australia, we, we just, just use the MX-5. MX-5. Look, I've never driven an MX-5. I've, no, I've been in one. A mate of mine had one. A cool little car. Look, they've been around for a long time. They sort of started actually quite um, nimble and small yep. and then they got bigger and bigger and then they went back again to uh, being more the driver's car. Look, they, they've got very, very good reviews. They've done, you know, there's track days that you have one yep. make series that race these things and they modified quite easily. And even though they 1600, 1800, whatever CC, power to weight, I mean, they're not a a supercar, but in terms of driving, and I think they are rear-wheel drive as well. Okay. I think that that helps. Um, But they... Hey, small, nimble cars, I reckon, great drive. I I liked them. We really do have to get into one of those, I reckon. True. What I was saying, I was... I wanted one growing up because I just loved the shape of it. I thought it was a cool car, even though, remember, I hate convertibles. But cool car, I ended up buying a Nissan NX Coupe. This would have been better. Right? Absolutely. But I only could afford a Nissan NX Coupe. Oh, were these more expensive? They were more expensive. Oh, right. Right? And so it was just because of the shape and the nimbleness of that car. And I love that car for everyday driving, city driving. So I think the MX-5 would be perfect for it. And the NX Coupe, was that a front-wheel drive? In front wheel drive, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. that makes a difference. You know, the t- terms of enthusiasts and yeah. people that want to do track stuff, they often will prefer a rear wheel drive. But one of the top cars. Uh, look, I'd have, to, I'd have to agree with that. <laughs> world's best, man. Uh, I don't and know. probably in maintenance, probably even uh, number one for that. Now, Mercedes Benz. Well, right? this one I wouldn't have expected. 300E. It's yeah. like a family saloon. It's, yeah. yeah. So they say this was up there in terms of the best cars for 89. Now, I loved Mercedes when they went away from the square light at the front and went to the two round lights. You remember they'd done the dual light? Yeah, I didn't like the dual light. I loved the. I didn't like – this was too boxy for me. I mean, it's iconic. You saw it in all the movies and things like that. 
you know, a true, li- yeah, the little limousine. The and this would have been the, the three-litre, I assume. Yeah, three-litre E. Yeah. Whereas now you can't tell by the the name on the car anymore. No, because, exactly right. Uh, an AMG C63. It's not a 6.3 it's litre. It's not a 6.3 anymore. So, you know, that's that's a bit difficult but, to understand. Uh, so uh, $44,000. This makes it a good value car even at $44,000. So back then, it's an 89. That's a lot of money. So that Jeep that's advertised in the front. For $9,000. $9,000. We are talking US and 89 yeah. Dollars, yeah, eighty nine. That's up there. E class, well, the C class didn't exist yet. There was the, S, so there was there no was C class in no eighty nine. E class was the smallest Mercedes you could get. Now we get C, B, A, yeah, ABC, ABC. The other way, <laughs> is it? I'm going backwards. And now, the they had to have they had to have an American one. Well, I'd be surprised if they didn't. Now this Corvette. Now this one I've heard about, and I've actually seen one at a place. That's the ZR1. Now this so, is apparently a special one. So the engine. I mean, we don't know enough about it, but the engine in this is a, a real performance one. But the V8, V8. But is this like a C4? Corvette? What year? 89? 89. Uh, it's a C4. I'd say it is a C4, but it's yeah. it's a ZR1. So is it the race version? Yeah. Well, is this, that what ZR means? This was this went up to, I'm not sure what ZR means, but this went up to about 170 miles an hour. This was a fast car. So this wasn't the run-of-the-mill Corvette, I understand. Okay. All right. But uh, maybe we'll uh, get... Fifty thousand bucks. Fifty thousand. So this is more than the more Merc. than the Merc. But then again, this is the sport. So this would have been the real performance version of the normal Corvette. Okay. All right. But we do know someone that's has got one of these, and hopefully we can get a ZR one. A ZR one in Who? in South Australia. Really? Well, I can't divulge okay. that at the moment. We're going to get to drive it. Well, I've got to work on that. Oh, I'd love to drive one. But apparently, it is it is it in a bit. I've seen it, but haven't driven it. Yeah, Corvette had to be there, Mick. Had to be there. So they're the top. No, is oh, how, how can, can you? Miss? Yeah, you can't miss a Porsche. Now this Porsche is the Carrera Four, the nine yep. eleven Carrera Four, which means four wheel drive or all wheel drive. Now I love this because for me this was you know the nine thirty turbo had those beautiful lights that popped out, not popped out, but you know sat out. Same as this one, the Carrera Four nine eleven. They sit up. Yeah, so it's this like looks like a the traditional frog, the Porsche. Frog. Is this the one where they call them the frog? Well, they all call them. I think the frog was really the 930, wasn't yes, it? Yes, but similar. But they're to, similar. They're li- the I eyes. do like that. I think it's because of the frog eyes. Correct. I, I think it looks great. I never liked the back bumper that protrudes below the brake light. For me, it sticks out too. It doesn't match. And it's when they've gone away from the chrome as well, so yeah. they, they colour-coded with, the, um, with the body. Look... That is a classic Porsche in terms of looks. So this was what, you know, for the Ferrari Porsche people out there, either you're going to buy – this is what you were buying at the time, or, or Testarossa. Yeah, but – So V12? V12, or not V12, flat 12. Sorry, yeah, uh, flat, flat 12, 12 versus – Oh, this would be uh, – I'm not sure six. whether it's a turbo, but it will be a flat six. Yeah. The thing is, the Porsche you could drive every day. You're not going to drive. The You're not going to drive the Testarossa and put in a car park at Kmart or something. No, you know, no so. to go upgrade your stereo. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's <laughs> right. Because right. you, you could upgrade up, it while you're picking up your Winnie, your Dunhills. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you get your Dunhills and uh, you pick up your stereo <laughs> and probably get it fitted as well. Exactly right. Um, nah. So look, 
It's not my – look, if I look at those side by side, I'd take the Testarossa any right, day. so that's the top five, Mick. So 1989, do we agree today in 2022 with any of those suggestions from 1989? Well, I, I tend to agree with the suggestions, but I think there's got to be more than that, though. Well, I mean, there can't be. I mean, where is, where is Lambeau, for example? No, not there. Not there. That's I mean, a- they would have had the – as I said, they might have had the Contash back then, 89. What other makes? What's, what about in a BMW? Well, obviously, I'm surprised the Mazda made it. Well, they look, it had rave reviews since it came out, so I can understand it. I don't know. For me, okay, I'm going to say, Mick, the only two that must really would stay for me in there is the Ferrari and the Porsche for that time. Yeah, I wouldn't have picked the Merc. I, I mean, I, I can't see the Merc, but I can see... Even the Corvette, no disrespect to Corvette owners. Well, I've you, might, driven one, you might change your mind when we drive the ZR1, I think. Let's leave okay. our judgment right. for that okay. because that okay. ZR1, I think it's supposed to be really, really good okay. and plenty of horsepower. All right, so let's leave those three in. We're yeah. dropping out... We're dro- we've got to drop out the Merc. The Merc and the... Well, I would keep the Mazda in. You can't keep them. I know what the, you're saying. Mick, the title of the magazine was World's Best, best car. Cars. World's Best Cars. I don't think the master makes it, mate. Well, I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> they thought it did. But I'm, I'm with you um, in great. terms of maybe yes, maybe no, but I would I would say yes. Mate, I reckon it's great. I'm gonna, you know what? It's inspired me to go back home and go through my magazine collection now. And see what's around. And just see exactly what's around and have a look at the evolution of cars and, you know, how how, the, how everything's evolved, how the industry's evolved itself and what we once thought, wow, wish I could do that, we, wish I could drive that, see that, we're actually driving them and seeing them now, man. And how good's how that? How good's that? We love it. We love it. And it's coming up to our summers, which is, is oh, good as wait. well. Can't wait. Anyway, Ori, we're going to leave it there. It's great. I mean, this is no, – put is a smile great. on my face looking at through these magazines. 100%. And I'm glad I said, uh, you know, we're going to have Not a look at it. throw them out. You know. Anyway, we're going to leave it there. And always, as, as usual, you can catch us on uh, Instagram and also our YouTube video, uh, YouTube channel, should I say. Yep. Uh, and remember – If your car's not a classic, it will be one day. Thank you. Thanks, guys.